0: Here comes the money. Here we go. The money talk. Here comes
1: the money. Money, money, money. money, 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 money dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling, a chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, bling, bling, pockets. Welcome to another edition. Finally, of the backdoor cover podcast. I am your host, Keith Fleming. With me, as always, the gambling guru, Ow. <laughs> a.k.a. What? Actively Lazy. What's up, you know, man? Nothing much, man. When you call me
0: gambling guru, just put a disclaimer and say, in, in all things except NFL sometimes.
1: <laughs> when you hit a 335 to 1 horse bet,
0: yeah. you are
1: gambling fucking guru.
0: I know. I know. It was so incredible. I had to screenshot it. And then the the wildest part is, is that um honestly I I was taught how to do exactas and trifectas, uh by my friend Jeff, uh, probably like a year ago. I haven't really been that good at it, but um it just so happened that um because of COVID I've followed horse racing nonstop and uh the breeder's cup had pretty much every horse i've ever watched in a horse race <laughs> this year and it just played out it was perfect i, I found um i found the time form with a uh, pace setter and i i i mean i saved the screenshots and everything i broke it down for for uh, cory and myself and then um it just played out exactly like it did and then the funniest thing is because i've never won an exacta or trifecta is that at the end i was pissed at myself because i was like damn it i faded authentic again this damn horse has gotten me three times already like what are you gonna learn and then the worst part was authentic was at way better odds this time than he's uh probably been in a race he was four to one and i went with improbable uh who was the seven and two and he came in second and it's it's funny because authentic has literally beat me every time the exact same way so i'm i'm here raging and like kicking over stuff and like fucking horse and fucking bob baffert and then i was like wait a minute like does that say nine eight seven holy shit and so like the seven horse was a 25 to one and uh, i was waiting to see what the payout was and yeah it was for a dollar it was 335 dollars for a one dollar bet yeah
1: well, congratulations. Uh, you are the man uh, bring that bring that in the golf, my uh, damn right. <laughs> so we're back, and I apologize that we have not been able to get together as much. That is on me. uh me and Joe Matt started a daily fantasy football podcast, and uh with the fact that you know my NFL picks during the season were not great last year anyway, I'm working on it. Uh, I hope to get back for like the playoffs and stuff, but uh I am very good at, at picking fantasy football players because we have been just killing it uh on the Daily Fantasy, the the weekly Daily Fantasy Football Podcast, uh to the point where I'm I'm a little scared that we're gonna have to go through a cold streak. It's kind of like that golf streak that we had earlier this year where it's like, man, this run can't uh end forever, especially some of our bargain players and stuff. But me and Alan are back today to talk about the Masters, man. I am so excited uh it's so weird augusta national in november um but it's going to be a really exciting weekend i hope the weather uh doesn't you know screw us over too much there is they are expecting rain but let's get right into us the masters tagline for many years has been a tradition unlike any other this year that has never been more true because the sports world has never seen the masters taking place in november Normally the masters is the official start of spring for sports fans. It's the time when the weather begins to get nice and normally the start of the golf major season. Instead, this year, the weather is going in the opposite direction. It's the last major of the season, a golf season that was halted for several months due to COVID-19 and saw two first time major winners and Colin Cowie at the PGA, Bryson DeChambeau at the U S open. If that's not enough changes to the 2020 golf season, and most golf fans favorite major, the blooming azaleas will be replaced by fall foliage and the roars of Amen Corner will be replaced by eerie silence because there will be no fans there. Despite all these changes, the golfing world and more importantly, their fans are ready for the master. So are us. Uh, Before we get into the, the, the field, there's some, some stats and figures I've got trends. Um, It's, we just need to start off though. Let's let's celebrate for just one more second, Alan. We got a few more days as Tiger Woods, your Masters champion. <laughs> Man, look, um, I
0: can't say no because it's Tiger Woods. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But um, I was listening to Club Junkies podcast as one, on the way to work. Because um, I, I do like to to bounce ideas off of other people and things like that. And uh, the one guy was like, "Hell no!" And then the um, the host was like, "Are you really gonna disregard Tiger Woods? Like, the, he he won this last year. He's the greatest golfer probably ever. And it's thirty to one. You'll never get Tiger Woods at these odds again." At 30 to 1. And I was like, damn it. And you know I like value. So I'll put it this way. I think Tiger Woods is an automatic play for the simple fact that he's Tiger Woods. And it's not gonna cost you anything but ten dollars with a chance to win three hundred. So I'm gonna
1: have to change my picks. because you know I did not include him.
0: Yeah, so so here's my thing.
1: I'm but not if you're gonna... giving
0: me free reign, he's getting yeah. at it. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Tiger as an autoplay just because his tiger was, I'm not expecting him to win, but I don't want to take the chance of being the person that didn't pick him to win or or didn't give him a shot to win at 30 to one, considering that he's competitive, um, as hell. And just the fact that like, I, I vividly remember last year, him explaining that he just, he knew the course so well, um, I can't remember exactly what hole it was, but the turning point of last year's tournament when he was in that final group was when everybody tried to take on the water and he hit it to the middle of the green because he knew that that was the more effective shot. Not that it was going to score, but that he wouldn't drop a shot and everybody else got aggressive and it got intimidated because his Tiger was and he essentially doubled his score because he was the smarter player. And I understand um, from what I've been reading and and just the idea of of how the weather is going to be that the course is going to play um, a little longer Mm -hmm. if the greens are softer and things like that. But approach shots, Tigers irons are still fine. Um, He might struggle a little bit with the uh, fast pace of the of the greens, but I I can't overlook the fact that he has that course history and I'm, I'm big on course history this week. So I will automatically play Tiger Woods. Not expecting him to win, but I'm not counting him out. He's an auto play for me.
1: Man, I love you right now. Because seriously, (laughs) I was not going to take him uh, this week. Because I really don't think he has a very good chance of winning. Uh, I love him in DraftKings. I keep telling people I think he's like nine grand. He's an automatic, automatic make the cut. There is no way he will miss the cut. So you're going to get four rounds out of him. And just kind of to further Alan's point, and we'll get into the picks later, but we'll go ahead and talk about Tiger now while we're here. You know, he won last year. He finished 32nd in 2018 when he was really just getting back playing. 2015, people remember, that was when he was like having the chipping yips and his back was killing him. He finished 17th that year. And the four previous starts before that, he finished 4th, 40th, 4th, and 4th. So to Alan's point, uh if there's a course ever for tiger it's this one but it's hard to believe that he is still the defending champ we are almost 20 months since he shocked the golfing world by finally securing his 15th major last april the field this year is set at 93 players and this could cause some serious issues with the two and a half hour less of daylight and the sunset scheduled for 5 30 p.m i'm very worried about that especially with the rain and the forecast the course is going to play very different. At least we think it's going to be different because it's ironic. There is a very small number of people on the planet who have a lot of experience playing Augusta national this time of the year. They're just their members. Uh, it is expected to play slightly longer. Um, and that was before we knew it was going to rain most of the week. It's also, they're expecting the greens to be firmer, but I think that rain's going to kind of cancel them out. Uh, you got to also remember though, that Augusta has the state of the art green systems where they can just vacuum suck, uh, all that water out of them. So I expect the greens still to be pretty firm. Obviously they're going to be a little bit softer with the rain, but that is one thing I've read over and over again is the greens usually get firmer this time of year. That's a, a normal part of life. Um, let's go over some tips to help you pick your winter before we get into it. Six of the last 10 winners, and 10 out of the last 15 either had a previous win at Augusta or a top 10 there. None were a Masters rookie. In fact, only three players have ever won in their first trip at Augusta. It's been 41 years since Fuzzy Zeller did that. So if you want to use the following guys for props or DraftKings, you can, but you should not have a wager to win on Matt Wolf, Scotty Scheffler, Abraham Answer, Cameron Chance, Max Hama, Lanto Griffin, Thomas Bizutu, I can't pronounce his name, and Jazz Jazawana. All those guys, they're not winning. I'm telling you, 41 years, and no offense to these guys. Matthew Wolf might be the one exception because I think he might have that much talent, but 41 years, it shows the uh, just how experience is such a big deal. Only three of the last 13 winners were ranked inside the top 10 in the world. I, I was kind of surprised by that. The cumulative score in majors... Uh, since 2016, Brooks Kepka is 73 under par. Next is Dustin Johnson at 14 under. So uh, Brooks Kepka is somebody that should be on your radar this week. Most consecutive cuts at the Masters. Jason Day is first with 10. So is Matt Kuchar. Rory McIlroy has made nine straight. Jason Day, seven. So those are some guys to definitely look at in DraftKings if you're not picking them uh, to win or any of your pools where they have to make the cut in order for you to be in uh, condition or contention strokes gained approach is the be all end all stat at augusta at least for the last five years Speeth led the field and strokes gained approach in 2015 he won the tournament same for danny willett justin rose in 2007 led the field he finished second in the tournament jordan Speeth led the field in 2018 he finished third in the tournament and then Tiger won last year, leading the field in strokes gained approach. So if you have guys that are very good on strokes gained approach, I highly recommend you hammer those guys because, as you can see, you lead the field in that, you're going to have a very good week. So the storylines, we've already kind of got into Tiger. I, I don't think he can go back to back, but I'm so excited I get to add him to my plays. We'll get into that in just a little bit. So the second thing let's talk about, does Rory McIlroy – complete the Grand Slam. Uh, For those that don't know Rory's history here, it's very good. I mean, Rory has an amazing track record here. He has, in his last nine starts, gone 21st, 5th, 7th, 10th, 4th, 8th, 25th, 40th, and 15th. So, as you can see, outside of that 21st last year, he's had five straight top 10s here. Uh, most memorably is the 2014 collapse. A baby Rory McIlroy had the masters, goes to make the turn on 10, hits his drive in a place that I've never seen a golf ball go ever. Uh he did not win the tournament. Uh do you like Rory's chances this week? Um
0: no. <laughs> and it's only because um it's only because he his putter hasn't been there. Like it should be, and that's what concerns me. Um, if I'm taking him to win, he's definitely got the talent though. Um, I, I have a I have a um, have a unique take on Roy this this week though. I want to see Roy play before I bet on Roy. I don't want to bet on Roy pre torney. I want to see how Roy comes out and plays round one, round two, and then um, take a chance on better odds than eleven to one. Um, taking him on a live bat around uh, round three. Um, if I can, if if like with Rory, he's streaky, man. Typically, you can tell mm-hmm. within the first two rounds. And if within the first two rounds, if I can get something from him um, that I think is positive, if I feel like he's in that position to make that run, I'll, I've always liked Rory when he's off the the final group. So not in the final pairing, but if he's like teeing off either uh, one or two time slots bef- uh, before the final group. I like to take him there. And, and like I said, right now on my bookie, he's at 11 to 1. Unless he's an outright leader, you're still going to get those odds come round three or, or even on Sunday, depending on where he's at. So I'd just rather see him play first before I jump in.
1: All right, so the, the, the name that everyone's talking about coming into this is Can Anyone Stop Bryson? DeChambeau comes in as the favorite he's at nine to one he's won the last major the U.S. Open this has been the year Bryson I mean he's been all we pretty much talked about this year you know he beefed up during the COVID off period I think he put on like 30 pounds of muscle Uh, became obsessed with driving distance during the pause in the PGA Tour season due to COVID Since the tour resumed, it's been all about Bryson, man. He came back looking like The Rock when he joined the Fast and Furious franchise. And since then, he has six finishes in the top eight, two wins, including his dominant U.S. Open performance. This is his fourth start at Augusta. He's made the cut each time, but his best finish is tied 21st. DeChambeau ranks last in his last eight rounds there in strokes game putting. There have been winners here who don't putt well. I mean, you can think of Sergio Garcia. Hell, even Tiger Woods, to an extent, last year didn't really putt that well. But it doesn't happen often. DeChambeau is in the top ten on tour for strokes game putting for the season. So he has made a you know lot of strides in that part of his game. But these greens are not your normal tour greens. How much confidence do you have in DeChambeau uh, this week? So here's the thing with Sergio and Tiger. Um
0: and and why I think they were able to pull it off even though their putter wasn't the best. Um, their scrambling, which I think went underrated, uh and especially in Sergio's win. Mm-hmm. Um it went underrated. I don't know if I consider Bryson that kind of technician scrambling. Um now I could be wrong and, and I'm not a big fan of Bryson and and I'm trying to be uh I'm trying to approach this without bias here. But like in the tournaments I've seen him um not win, even when he's competitive, it's typically been because he can't scramble. Um and, and, and it's never been an issue for me, uh, that he couldn't like, you know, his putter was cold or, or something weird happened with the putter. It's always been the ability to um to make up for the the errant tee shot or or the uh bad lie here and there and um i get why everybody is is hype on him because he does bully all the courses and then he will put himself in a situation um more often than not on this course to score but again with the idea of approach shots being the end-all be-all i'm not sure if i'm confident enough to take him at these odds to to win this outright if he does that's fine but I've never taken a golfer lower than eight to one unless it was Brooks or Rory. And that was when they were like firing off in their the the peak of their uh ability. I I just don't like Bryson that much to to put that kind of money on him to to get any value out this line.
1: I'm completely with you on this. And again, this is no disrespect to De Uh he he proved me wrong with US Open. You know, I had been somebody saying he couldn't win uh, in a difficult field, which was a fair, you know, thing to say. Up until that tournament, uh, he did win, so I can't say that anymore. But there's something about these greens with DeChambeau, because just if you look at it, the last two seasons on tour, he is gaining almost, uh, you know, six-tenths of a stroke, plus .64 strokes on the uh, on the tour. At the Masters, he's losing over a stroke at minus 1.11 So he's got that going against him, And then the other thing, I believe in these things. I mean, if you look at it, it was a stat I gave you at the beginning about experience. I mean, you're talking about six of the last 10, 10 of the last 15 have either won this event or have a top 10. Augusta has always been a golf course that you have to kind of get your experience, take your lumps, you know, learn the course as you go. And again, he's at eight to one and you look at guys like DJ and Rory. And I mean, even JT to a certain extent, Kepka, they have better track records here. Uh, and I just think when it comes down to it, it's going to be too much room to do. And not to mention, it's really difficult to win back to back majors. I mean, really, really difficult. Uh, so he's got a lot of that going against him this week. The next guy, real quickly, before we uh, get on to kind of the the field and our picks and stuff, is it DJ's time? Dustin Johnson has been the second best player on tour this season. He's at 10 to 1. He checks a lot more of the boxes at Augusta. Most importantly, the experience and success here. He hasn't finished worse than six in his last six starts on tour with two wins and three second-place finishes. He's finished no worse than that magic number of 10th and his last four starts at Augusta. Only Jordan Spieth has a better cumulative score here over the last four years at 39 under. Dustin's at 29 under. What do you think about DJ this week?
0: <laughs> DJ's law says that I have to acknowledge <laughs> that he has a chance to win. Um I I think I think it sets up well for him. He's playing some really good golf right now. Like just Jesus looking like, looking at his it's his uh, stats right now. He's uh, second in strokes gain total, second in strokes <laughs> gain to the green. Um, 64th in putting and 42nd in strokes gain around the green. But in strokes gain, approach to the green, he's six. So <laughs> if we're talking about approach shots and and, and uh, his strokes gain off the tee, he's um, ranked 11th right now. So we're talking about the course playing a little uh Playing a little further Talking about the importance of approach shots And um, Just the idea Of DJ's Law If I gotta explain it to you again DJ's Law is the 2020 code for Anything that can happen Will happen in a positive way For people like Dustin Johnson When it comes to golf Or or in, in general bad teams Will find a way to win games Or bad golfers will find a way To play well Which at the time he was definitely a bad golfer i think at one time he, he missed it cut something terrible then the next week he won and we were like what the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh he's, he's definitely on a run right now you cannot count him out um i at eight he's it's plus
1: 850 right now yeah i actually again, meant to say, i apologize DeShambo's all the way down to six to yeah, one yeah, on my bookie this is insane
0: so again i don't really want these guys at this value right now um I feel like we can like Dustin Johnson isn't gonna or God, I, I'm even scared to say this and put it out in the universe, but Dustin Johnson I don't s- suppose will come out and fire 21 under in the first round and lead the entire way. So again, I think you can get the eight to one value on a live bet if you're, which I would assume everybody who's listening to this or or wants to troll this podcast is watching <laughs> enough golf that they're gonna be watching the entire tournament. So you can get a live bet on Dustin Johnson probably at better value almost at 10 11 12 to one at some point during the tournament so if you like him and you think he's gonna win no matter what just watch the live line let your let your eyes go up a little bit and then and then hit him uh, for what it's worth I like DJ as a um, as a prop though if you want to do top five finisher or a top 10 for sure definitely top 10 for sure.
1: So and the one thing that's to me scary, and I think you might agree, is the most DJ thing ever would him to be coming in with all this form, you know, top of his game, and then like miss the cut. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because that's DJ. Um, we've already talked about Shambo and Dustin. Let's let's just get to the board before we get to our picks. That the, the top five guys, and you got Shambo at six to one. You got Dustin at plus eight fifty jt at 10 to 1 and then rom and McElroy at 11 to 1 if you were gonna take one of these heavy favorites who would you take um considering all the hype behind john rom um
0: and it seems like he's really enjoying himself in these practice rounds and stuff
1: i kind of like the vibe he's giving off right now um Justin Thomas. For those that don't know, he made a hole-in-one today, skipping the ball over – or, excuse me, yesterday, skipping the ball over the pond at the Fame 16. It's something all the guys do. It's a shame because if a crowd was there, I mean, it would have been one – we, we could have heard the roar in Atlanta uh, from Augusta if that would have gone in. But uh, – sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to add I, that I in there. I do
0: that all the time on my PGA 2K21. Right? <laughs> so that's not what they would <laughs> <laughs> But But no, I was going to say um, – I like Rom um, at eleven to one. I, I like I like the idea of if if we think Bryson is going to bully the course, Rom to me would be the next person that I would take to to maybe be able to keep up with with the idea of bullying the course if it came down to it. I think Rom checks all the marks for the approaching and the and the putting and and just. In general, he's actually he's actually become a better scrambler this year, I think, too, when he's not out there cussing himself out. But um, I feel like he's in a good place right now. I like him. Um, my second option would be JT. Um, I think he's hungry. I think he really wants to, to separate himself again. I think we talked about this at the beginning of like the podcasting way back <laughs> um, that this was the this was the year that one of these young guys that people are expecting to take the mantle of the next great golfer and needs to step up. Uh, or we were talking about it with the return from COVID. Like you're going to get all this exposure and it's time for you to step up. JT's got a, he's the face of a video game. Um, I've seen them in some commercials and stuff. The masters will be getting a ton, a ton of coverage uh, and it will be accessible to people like all over the world um, at a, at a rate that I think people are not used to seeing golf. So, um, again, it's, it's his opportunity, his his time to to seize the moment, and I think he'll be competitive, but um, I like Rom the most out of this group.
1: So I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm, I'm the person that said that Rory McIlroy would never win the Masters, but I like Rory the most out of this group. I think that he is going to benefit from there being no crowds. I really do, because – You know, I know that they're going to say that they put the blinders on and, you know, it it, it doesn't matter. But I think it does. I really do. I think it really matters. Uh, It it just puts added pressure on these guys, uh, especially the patrons uh, at Augusta. And if you're looking at that group, none of them have the track record that Rory does. And we went over how big experience is. Rory actually had for him a bad finish there last year, which, again, that's just for Rory, not uh, for for normal people because he finished 21st. But in his last five starts before that, he had, you know, basically all top or excuse me, he had five straight top 10. So if you're going to you know ask me to take one of those guys and again, I'm not crazy about taking any of them because you got to remember, all those guys are in the top 10 in the world. Only three out of the last ten people to win this tournament were ranked in the top ten in the world. So that's not the trend for this golf course. But if you, you're asking me to definitely take one of those, I'm going to take Rory. So I had to ask, though, like, with that trend,
0: does it really matter because it's 2020 and there's so many different variables, you know? Like, and I, and I hate to say it like that, but there's so many different variables that, from what I've gathered in football, basketball, soccer, like everything I've bet on, like there's no consistency to trends this year because of all these variables, man um and except and, for that I think that
1: there is experience that plays a factor yeah, in that. well, that's why that's, you see guys outside of the top ten winning is because they're guys that have track records there that may not be one of the top ten players in the world anymore,, yeah. but they're still good enough to win the masters. And when you talk about those
0: five guys, I mean they've all been here, done mm-hmm. that as far as uh, Augusta. So that, that that's probably you would you would if you were putting them on a board and you put experience, you would just say that's a wash. It's, everybody's got that at this point, or at least enough that it shouldn't separate. They've
1: all at least I think done four uh, trips to Augusta.
0: Yeah. And
1: so the next, oh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and
0: none of none of those five have won before, right? Mm-hmm. yep that's okay. correct they've yeah. all and,
1: and rory has finished second dustin has finished second i believe yeah. jt's finished third uh-huh. uh rom and dechambeau have have yet to crack i believe the top five i know Deschambeau hadn't cracked the top 20 i think rom had a top 10 last year but i want to say it was like seventh or eighth but uh the next group is is some really interesting names uh your boy xander is yeah, 16 that's all to that one. matters man <laughs> kepka's <laughs> at 18 to one Patrick Cantley's at twenty-five to one, and then you have two Masters champions: Patrick Reed at twenty-eight to one, Bubba Watson thirty to one, and then we'll also include in there Terrell Hatton and Webb Simpson both at thirty to one. Is there any of those guys you're targeting? So look, check this out. Because
0: I'm not picking Webb Simpson, watch his ass win. I hate it every he's time. He's somebody I know- that Dude. I think
1: a lot of people are sleeping on just because of the distance. Your people go, oh, it's wet. It's like yeah. he's one of the players. Webb Simpson can win anywhere, I promise you. He's got enough distance, and he's good enough with his long irons that don't sleep on him. I'm not saying that you should just necessarily take him, but the people just dismissing him, it's crazy.
0: It's it's just, for me, as a gambler, man, he's just one of those guys that, for some reason, it doesn't matter when I pick him, he will (laughs) not win. He can fit every single box on the course, as far as what you're looking for in a golfer. And it'll be just my luck when I pick him. He misses the cut or he, he finds a way not to win, which is wild to me. He's He's been in such good form, um, I just don't understand.
1: But to Alan's what, point, he, in his last five events, he's got five top 20s, uh, three top 15s, and two top 10s. In his last two trips to Augusta, he finished 5th and 20th.
0: Yeah. So with that being said... There's absolutely no way I'm not playing Xander Shawflee. My boy's gonna win it this year. I'm, I'm stamping it. I'm backing Xander 100 percent Um I just like, God damn it. This is the best <laughs> he's ever looked coming in here. Um he came in second or, or he was top five last year. I can't remember if he was exactly second, but he was he was top five last year. He's been second last year. Okay. He's he's a, a guy that if the course plays long, he can handle that. His approach shots are are up there um his putting is is fine especially when the greens are fast um i i I love it i'm hoping that this is the year that he he brings it all together um and then of course another guy that i like um and that i think might be a player in this particular uh setup this year patrick Cantley. um i like him he's just overall solid finished top 10 last year as well he finished ninth yeah and and when you talk about uh, the idea of having to play smart, I think he's one of the more smarter golfers in regards to understanding his limitations as a player. Uh, very very rarely do you see Patrick Cantley uh, overstep his ability. Like he doesn't take on shots that he just he, that he knows is a small percentage of a chance that he'll he'll um, he'll make them. And then um, I don't know, man. Like it just seems like. Patrick Reed, you just can't overlook him. I'm, just, I'm still trying to figure out how he got his other green jacket. <laughs> like I didn't expect him to win that year, and he, and he just and he's such a streaky golfer, man. Like
1: Patrick Reed, came he did to, what he does when he wins. He scrambled his ass off. Yeah, if you and I was, that. And I, was I mean, he got out ball strike by Louis I mean, by excuse me, Ricky, uh, like to death. But he, you know, dubs what he does, gets it done.
0: And I was going to say it's the scrambling and he's he's a um a par saver man Mm -hmm. and this course this course is actually um regardless of of what people want to say about it if you look at the numbers like compared to the tour average it's a harder course it's it's a lot of bogeys on this course and then again if you got a guy like patrick reed who pretty much saves par 90 percent of the time you have to consider um you have to consider playing him uh just for the simple fact that if if it does turn into an ugly game, he's the kind of guy that that'll win just by doing the least amount of 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 killing himself uh so he's in play,
1: but I'm definitely looking at Xander and uh cantley for sure, so from this group, I really like Kepka uh I just feel like that he is somebody that. You know, when he has motivation, when he feels slighted, all that kind of stuff, he picks it up. I, I loved what he said in his press conference this week where he admitted that he got lazy, especially with his rehab, uh, and felt like that, you know, had obviously gave him a setback. You know, that's why he missed. He 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 defended his decision to play in the PGA before he had his surgery, saying, hey, look, I had a chance to win three straight PGA's. I won't I'll miss out on that. Uh And he's starting to slowly play a little bit better. And then you know he's coming off. He gagged it last year. I mean he did. And to Kepka's credit, and this is what people forget, there was three guys that went in the water, you know, on uh on on twelve. It it wasn't just Kepka. Kepka was the only one though who fought back. He birdied two of the last three holes to get back in contention. Tiger was able to finish it out, but Kepka at least gave him a little pressure. Um. So I, I do like Kepka. I like Xander. I don't like those odds at 16 to 1, but I do like Xander a lot this week. Uh, the the other guy that, you know, we haven't really talked about, Bubba Watson. We've got two green jackets. Uh, not only does he have the two green jackets in his last two starts here, he's finished 12th and 5th. Uh, this is a golf course that sets up very well for Bubba. It's only going to help him if it plays longer. Uh, and he's in really good form. He's another guy that is in really good form. He's got back-to-back top 10 finishes. He finished 4th and 7th and his last two starts on tour. Um, and then I apologize the way these odds are on the thing. I'm looking. I did not include Tony Finau and Hideki Matsu, um, uh, Hideki at 25 to one. Tony Finau is 28 to one. Tony is somebody that, man, he checks all the boxes. You know, he's got back to back top tens here and his only two starts here. He's in great form. He's finished in the top 25 in his last five starts. Uh, Four of those are in the top 15, but he just doesn't ever win. So it's like if you want to put him in your DraftKings lineup, if you want to put him as a top 10 play, I just – I don't trust him to get it done. Now, Hideki is somebody that I would take a serious look at. Hideki has two top 10s here in his uh, last five starts. He's finished top 19 in four of his last five. Last year, he finished 32nd, but he's another guy that's coming in in good form. He finished second last week at Houston. He finished 28th and 21st in his two starts before that. Uh, And Hideki has made more birdies than anybody in the field over the last five uh, trips to Augusta. So Hideki is somebody I would definitely pay attention to. You got any thoughts on them? Because I'm sorry I forgot to include them when I was going through. Uh, No,
0: I was looking at them on the side. Um, I mean – you also didn't include Tiger in that 30-to-1, but we've already we talked talk, about Tiger, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um Hideki's another guy that's streaky, um, and he's definitely got the talent. It's just the one thing that always has killed him has been um, his ability to scramble as well. Um, and he just inexplicably drops shots from time to time. And it's always coming at a bad time when, when it's a major. Uh, Tony Finau, a lot of people really high on Tony, and they're all they want the feel good story that this is his year to close it out, but I'm good
1: on that, man. <laughs> if,
0: if if he does, that's great. Good for
1: him. Yeah, and, yeah I'm with you. But he has proven talent. he can't do it, man. And, like and he just I'll, has not done it.
0: I'll have him in some capacity as a proper or something like that. Um and if you want to put him in your DraftKings I
1: like him in your DraftKings lineups I for do. For sure.
0: Um a matter of fact, um I'm looking at uh Ownership right now on uh, number ball and he's eighteen percent, which is one, two, three, four, five. He's about he's top for top five on ownership. Um, so keep that in mind. But either way, he's going to score and uh, he's going to do fine. But I'm not I'm not that high on him to pick as a winner. Like we're looking for people to win. Yep. Um, Ty- Tyrell Hatton is one of my guys that I love, but he does just doesn't have the course history here. Um, and I don't, like I said, I'm making course history kind of a premium for some of these lower, lower odds. Um, and I would consider anything 30 to one and under to be on the lower odds, uh, scale this, this year. And so I'm not going to pick him. Um, Bubba is, it, does he care if Bubba cares, man? If, if oh, he, he loves,
1: this is his favorite yeah, I, track in the world. I, I
0: know. I, I hear all that. And, and then he get in there and he just. Starts doing that shit where he's just shaking <laughs> And then like oh well You know it's just good to be out here With my family and my kids More so important things than golf you know And like when I hear that I get mad because I'm like dude I, I understand that but you could win me Up to $600 so I'm going to need you At least give me some effort here Um but yeah you can't you can't count him out If he likes If he likes a course he's typically Focused the entire time Um and if it plays a little long, Bubba is one of those guys that, honestly, the only thing that I can see really messing him up is his putter. Yep. I, he can scramble and do all those things. He's, he's a shot creator within yeah, the Bubba match.
1: Yeah, Bubba has a good putting week. Yeah. He's going to be in this thing,
0: for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: the next group.
0: So, I, I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I might have missed somebody else. But, uh, like, the other than Bubba, the uh, the names you added are just guys that, that I would probably just use for uh, DFS.
1: So the next group and and these first names, I'm not high. on like Colin Moricawey, 33 to one. It's been a great year. He's already won a major. We've kind of seen what's happened since he's won the major. And, you know, I, I talked about that right after he did that. I thought, you know, probably the rest of this calendar year was going to be a wash for him because it's a big deal. I mean, he's a kid. He won a major. He's never played here before. Again, that stat. So I I, I don't, I just – I don't see any way that he wins. Uh, Wolf is in the same boat. uh, Or excuse me, I think Wolf actually played as an amateur. uh, Or did he turn pro? No, no, yeah, he did turn pro. So he has not played here either. Again, you know, it's been 40 years. So I I don't like that. Jordan Spieth – or actually, let's go with Fleetwood first at 45-1. to I don't like Fleetwood either. I, I, I wouldn't trust Fleetwood for my DraftKings lineup, much less to win the tournament uh jordan spieth at 40 to 1 i wish he was at like 50 or 60 to 1 because if you're going to take spieth anywhere this is the venue now i'm not going to lie i'm not taking him to win but i do have some prop bets uh with jordan spieth he has an unbelievable track record here we talked about he's 39 under uh in his last uh or in his five career starts here he just all he does is play Augusta well, he's, or excuse me, his six starts. He's gone 21st, third, 11th, second, first, second. So the second, first, second, everybody remembers. But what people don't realize is even when he's struggling, like he has the last couple of years, he still finishes in the top 20, top 10 at this event. This is the one event that I don't hate it if you put money on Jordan's feet to win. I don't like him at 40 to one, I which is a little bit more. But if you're going to take that bet, it's not crazy. Yeah, I mean,
0: Spieth. I still think the talent's there. I don't know why I still think the talent's there. I gave up on Ricky Fowler much quicker, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't I don't know. I, I, it's really just boils down to the fact that the dude, the putter, is so good. Mm-hmm. Just if he could just get to the green you always give him a chance to to just make stuff happen um i'm not think about
1: that we talked about how strokes green approach is be all end all at this and this son bitch has almost won the tournament three times yeah and he can't i mean he's terrible with his iron but now he was a lot better in that middle range but i mean the last couple years he's been bad and he's still you know like i said 21st 11th and uh and fourth or third the uh Jason Day is somebody I really like. Actually, these next two guys I both really like. I love Jason Day at forty to one, uh, and I know we we were telling you to take Adam Scott, who's at forty five to one. Uh, held back in February.
0: Yeah, um, I I still have a uh, a live bet or um, or a future on uh, Adam Scott. So he's he's already calculated into to my um equation unfortunately i didn't get him at 45 to one but it is what it is yeah no, um, i can't <laughs> believe his odds have gone up because he yeah. was
1: i think 35 to one we were saying jump yeah. on and it is what it is
0: <clears throat> yeah i i I'll, just a matter of the putter with him hes he's got the talent i will say i think they were saying that um guys 40 and up don't normally win and the masters is what I think I heard on club junkies. And Adam Scott was like knocking on the door 40 or something like that. Um well, I got 40 and that one last year. Yeah. And that's what they were saying. The exception was tiger. And I think somebody else. So um, I wouldn't get too turned off by that. I mean, with, with COVID, the guys are, guys are fresher at this point than they would be um, if, if this was done in April. So um, I, I think, that statistic doesn't really matter. Um, I actually like Matt Wolf. if you're taking a flyer on. If I had to pick somebody that would, would play this for the first time and maybe have a chance to win, I like Matt Wolf. Um I like him because of the approach shots and the, and the way he can. He, he seems to have the most control of the young guys when it comes to approach shots and getting close to the pin. I think that's what separates him from uh, Morikawa. Now, Morikawa obviously has the bigger win. But I feel like the reason why people are higher on Matt Wolf, uh, Matthew Wolf, this week is because of his ability to control his shots when he's he's approaching the green. Um, he also doesn't necessarily have any issues with with distance either. Um, so, I, again, I don't mind taking a flyer on him. I'm, I'm probably going to look more to uh, add him to a prop if I can find some good value on that. And I don't think he'll be. I don't think he's that um owned on um on DraftKings either. So I might take a look at putting him in the lineup as well.
1: Who was that you said?
0: Matthew Wolf. Wolf. Yeah.
1: The uh the other guys that in this range, Jason Day, somebody I really like. Day has in his last and he has made eight of his last nine cuts here. Actually eight of his last nine starts here, he's finished in the top twenty eight. The only one he did not, he withdrew. In that time, he has a second, a third, a tenth, a fifth, mixed in with 2 twentieths, a 22nd, and a 28th. He actually showed some signs of life uh, at the Houston Open, finishing seventh after withdrawing and missing a cut, and then having a bag start in his three previous starts. Day is a guy at this venue though I just love. I mean, he hits it plenty far enough. He's still a pretty good iron player and I mean he's just such a great putter and and you will see occasionally a guy get hot with the putter uh and and can win this tournament on that alone. I really like the value that you're getting at day at 40 to 1.
0: Yeah, considering the the rain the price range right now, I think Jason Day has to be um a consideration for many people. Um this range of 40 to 1 seems more traditionally where you find winners. Um, between that 30 to 40 to one, um, last year, uh, Tiger was an anomaly kind of, he was, um, 19 to one, but I want to say the year Patrick Reed won, he was almost 30 to one. Um, and I'm trying to think of like the other past winners. I think they were all relatively around. Danny Willett was like a hundred to one. Yeah. Danny Willett was, he's the outlier. He, he's, he's my, uh, he's the horse race kind of eyes, (laughs) 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 but, uh, yeah, so, don't be afraid to to take your shots with with people here man like this is a big golf tournament so i feel like if you're gonna play the masters you you gotta increase your pot to probably like if you let's say you typically go into a a a tournament with a hundred dollars i would say try to approach this with two hundred dollars because you you're gonna want to to bet some of these props and and they got players by region the top 20, top 10s and things like that uh you want you're going to want to do some live bets you're going to want to take some uh bets on um the grouping and things like that but i think your focus if you're looking for a winner should be between um the the xander should be the lowest play that you make in my opinion and then like with rom uh rory justin dj bryson yeah, like you're going to I think you'll get better eyes on them. even Brooks. I think I don't think Brooks is going to start start that hot. Uh, I know he's trending up, but even the last tournaments that he's played, um, he hasn't come out firing like as far as like
1: outright he's really, played really well game. on the weekend yeah, for sure he's played yeah.
0: really well on the weekend. So you're going to get value on these guys uh, if you wait, you just have to, again, pay attention. So um, back to this grouping, I don't like speef, don't like Fleetwood. I'm OK with Day. Uh, we've already got Scott out there, and I'm um, um, optimistic of Wolf, but it's not something that I'm, I'm going to hang
1: my hat on. Did you? Did we do the 50s in this group? Well, that's what I was about to say. There's four guys I want to talk about, uh, yeah. and then we're going to kind of get the long shots, and then we'll get into our, just our picks or who we like. Uh, you got Justin Rose, Paul Casey, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Ricky Fowler. They all have – like, a really good track record here. Rose missed the cut last year, but before that, he had a streak of seven straight years of finishing uh, no worse than 25th. In that time, he had uh, six top 15s and four top 10s. Um, you got Matthew Fitzpatrick, has, and, and his last four starts here finished 21st, 38th, 32nd, 7th. He's also in good form, uh, and recently Paul Casey's another guy that he missed the cut last year, but before that he had a 15th, a 6th, a 4th, and a 6th. And then Fowler, who I know drives us nuts, but this is another guy that if there's a venue, kind of like with Spieth, that you're going to like Fowler, it's this one. He had a missed cut four years ago, but other than that, in his last five starts, he's finished 9th, 2nd, 11th, 12th, and 5th. And they're all in a pretty good price range. I mean, you get Justin Rose at 50 to 1, Fitzpatrick at 60 to 1, Casey and Fowler 66 to 1. Do any of those sound intriguing to you?
0: I can't play Ricky Fowler. Um, (laughs) It's just, I just can't. It's just another golfer that I just have no luck with. Um, Paul Casey is interesting, but I just, like, he's got the ability to win this. it's just one of those guys. I feel like he needs luck in order to get it done, though. Um, I've always called Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, from a from a stat standpoint um, Xander Light. So um, at sixty to one, I don't mind those odds on him. The problem is he he doesn't have to me he hasn't shown any ability to close out. If I'm looking at this group and I'm looking for people that I think could could take a lead and close out or chase somebody down. Um, and if we're putting a premium on course history, Justin Rose is on there. Um, he just needs to get it all together. It just needs to all come together. Like when you look at his stats, if you look at strokes gain and things like that, and you look at like um, baseline stats for the last couple years, he's still one of the best on the tour, like literally one of the best on the tour. I just don't know why it hasn't translated into more wins. Um this butter can be shaky at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he le- he leaves a lot on, on the course, put it that way. He he misses the easy ones. And then um a guy that I've got written down that I don't usually take is your boy Louie. Louis. Yeah, Louis Usazen. He's
1: got a um, great track record at, yeah, here at as 55 well. 55
0: to 1, he's got a great track record. Um definitely looking to add him to a prop and and not afraid to add him in this price range, honestly. Fifty-five to one. If you put twenty dollars on him, you get over a G. It would be well worth it. Um, I I think, I think he's trending up and um he's he's got um some course history here that is very very positive, and I and I like him.
1: Is there any long shots you got before we'll give our like official? What are you kidding me?
0: I love all the long shots. Everybody. <laughs> um, can you what you want the longest shot or you want like something that's borderline reasonable? um let's see um borderline reasonable jason kokrak um not i don't know not to out like not necessarily outright win but definitely looking to put him in a prop or something um and you could probably find value in somebody like kokrak if he's matched up against somebody that that's not he's never played here but
1: he's in great form yeah he's got a win and 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 uh, five straight top 17 finishes
0: yeah and that's what i was going to say is that he's been pretty consistent with uh, top 20s. So let's say theoretically Kokrak gets put up against Phil Mickelson. Would you think that Kokrak would finish better than Phil Mickelson this, this tournament?
1: Oh, I, that would be, this is like, this is a course that I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, like I don't hate Phyllis a top 20 play this week. Okay. Uh, I mean, Mickelson, if there's any course that he can hit it all over the map, and you know do well. It's here. I mean, just like in his last three starts, here he's finished 18th, 32nd, and 22nd. So I mean, Phil can get around on this golf course for sure. All right. So you kind of killed my. Um, I'm sorry. My I just you no, gave a lot of <laughs> other names. I would have no, said yeah, but praying. it's like Phil. It's like he's won it three times. He knows this course as much as anybody. No, I was
0: just playing because I was gonna. I was just gonna go back to um the one year when when we had the PGA Championship and for some reason dustin johnson came in in poor form and justin thomas came in in great oh time. yeah it was great. and they and yeah and they and they kept oh, and they kept oh, yeah. giving that matchup i was gonna say look at look at jason kokrak see who he's matched up against um and this is more for guys who really know golf like i'm not gonna i, I just know golf from a gambling standpoint but if you follow the sport and you're a fan and kokrak's matched up against somebody that you're like dude if it's Gary both.
1: Woodland who's yeah. around in that area. Hammer it. Yeah, you're like, there's no way he's not gonna outplay this guy. Um, that's where you're Don't gonna. Don't Gary you. Woodland, by the way. He finished 32nd last time, but before that, he had three straight miscuts here, so he does yeah. not like this track. Yeah, he's not. He's not gonna.
0: And I usually like Woodland, but he's not it this week. Um, Lee Westwood at 80 to one. Yes, one oh, of um, my favorite plays this week. I love he, Westwood. Should definitely take a flyer on him. Should definitely take him top 20. And again, on draft kings. looking looking for looking for uh, a head to head with somebody each each um, each week or I'm sorry each round. I would go
1: round by round, not for the tournament, just round by round. So again, the- just because it's important. He has not played the last two Masters, but before that, this is his previous eight, 18th, eighteenth, second, forty sixth, seventh, eighth. Third, 11th, second. He loves this golf course.
0: Would you believe that Jason Kokrak is the second highest ownership in DraftKings? What's his price? 7000 That's why. Yeah, no. And it sucks because I was going to give him out, but now I'm like, damn. I'd really have
1: Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I really. I him. Even see, I don't even. He's not see much him. more expensive. All I can tell you because he's in my lineup. Okay,
0: I was gonna say I don't. Well, ownership wise, I don't even see him on the first page, so that's good. Oh,
1: nobody's gonna own him. It was just like yeah. last time. Well, what was the tournament that I had him? Uh, the top ten that he got. I think it was the.
0: Uh, it was the one know. that um he almost won outright, and he was a super underdog, and yep. uh, I think Webb Simpson ended up beating him, which we. He's seventy two hundred. Yeah, so that
1: no, nah, that's not bad, right there. And he's um, he's made thirteen of sixteen cuts this year and has three top tens. I'm telling you, Westwood and Horshore are guys that should be in your DraftKings lineups.
0: Yeah, and for the DFS people, um, based off what I've read, if you if you find somebody and they don't make the cut, you're screwed real bad
1: oh no for sure yeah the majors it's over yeah yeah so um, make sure sure you
0: you don't count out people like lee westwood that's going to be uh low ownership and have a high chance of um of being of making the cut uh the next one is cameron champ at 110 to one because i just can't give up on cameron champ (laughs) Uh, he's got the
1: talent where again i i get that
0: pick and then I'm definitely gonna be looking at him to do top twenties and things like that. Um, I really wanted to back my boy Lanto because he went to VCU and, and I'm still hype on. I'll VCU. be
1: backing all these guys I've never played because that would be Cochrane Champ. Yeah, and-, <laughs> and and this is and and when we're talking long shots, like if you could put 10
0: dollars on Lanto Griffin, you win fourteen hundred. Like you don't necessarily have to do that, and the odds of him actually like making that work is is low as hell i'll give you um, a name
1: 125 to one matt kuchar matt kuchar kuchar's last 10 starts here 12th 28th 4th 24th 46th 5th 8th 3rd 27th 24th he has the longest streak of cuts made uh on the uh pga tour at augusta kuchar has been beating this course's ass since he was an amateur uh, Kucher should be another guy you should look for your DraftKings lineup. I love him as a top twenty play, and why not one twenty five to one? Throw five bucks down.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And and look at those prop odds, man. Um. Oh, and then my my largest one is Corey Connors at one seventy five to one because that Canadian bastard always comes through for me with with props, man. He's 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 a he's a good golfer, man. For for prop bets. And um, again, these these high odd people, man, you're gonna get some good value on them if you if you're looking for props. I don't care what nobody says. You just you just have to do your your due diligence on on uh, on like the way they match up on the course. So like Matt Kucher, you know, he's a vet. He's been here, and, and and Keith just told you about how how he's played well. Like you're gonna get him probably, and if I could. I think if I can find it, you're probably going to get him at like three to one minimum.
1: Who did you bring up 20. there for the top twenty?
0: Yeah, Matt Kuchar's plus is plus three thirty for top twenty.
1: He's eight like to that, one for a top ten.
0: Yeah, and and you got to he's got the history here, man. Like those are good odds to, to shoot your shot at. You know, top twenty at, at three to one is is the type of bet that if you hit it saves all your other bets. If so, if you lose all your winners. Your winner picks, you get that
1: money right back. So it's a good head. If you want me to go over my picks? Yeah, no, you can go, go over your from there. picks because I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I – I know you don't cap till Wednesday.
0: Yeah, man, and, and I was trying to actually do it earlier, but the, the information that I really needed wasn't out there. So, yeah, I had to wait till Wednesday. But go ahead. Okay, You're
1: so I got two first-round leader uh, prop bets. They're both $5 bets, 45-1 to 1 for both of them, for Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth. Spieth has had, I think, two first-round leads at his career at Augusta. Scheffler, I don't like him for the week, but I could see Scheffler being one of those kids that, you know, goes out, shoots like a 65 his first round. I think that's what DeChambeau did last year and then kind of comes back to the pack. Uh, I've got two top-five picks. Lee Westwood, $5. He's 18-1. to 1 to top five. I told you Westwood's record here. Uh, he has no worse finish than 46, seven top 20s and five finishes inside the top eight, including two runners up in a third. He had a miscut last week, but before that he had seven straight top 30s and six out of seven top 10s on the uh, on the, either the PGA Tour or the European Tour. I uh, actually really like Westwood this week. Jordan Spieth is my other top five pick at 10 to one speed finished 21st last year and was in awful form coming in before that his previous four starts third 11th second first second uh my top 10 plays i got ten dollars on paul casey at plus 450 before miscut last year casey had four straight top 15s and three top 10s we also know casey is the king of the backdoor top 10 uh matt kuchar is my other play for top 10s at ten dollars at eight to one I'll go over him a little bit more because he's one of the picks I'm picking to win. My top 20 plays, I got Henrik Stenson, $10 for a 5-1. to Stenson has a great tracker record here in consistency. He's still great with his iron play. Now, granted, he is not in good form. But, again, I, I love guys that have a history at this golf course. That is why one of my favorite plays, Fred Couples, $10, 16-1 to one, to top 20. Couples has two missed cuts in his last four starts here. But he has finished in the top 20 in six of his last nine trips here. That's in the last nine years. Freddie can still do it. Experience matters. And I'm getting 16 to 1 for a guy that's done it six out of the last nine years. Sign me up. Uh, my winners, my biggest or uh, the lowest odds, Rory macaron I'm putting $10 on him, 11 to 1. Again, he had five straight top tens until last year's 21st. And his last five starts on tour, his worst finish is 21st and he has three top 12 finishes. I, I love Rory this week. Kepka at 18 to one. I'm putting 10 bucks on. Uh, it's just, it's all about what could have been last year. He's coming off a runner up finish. He's improved his finish every time he's been to Augusta. And I mean, he finished fifth last week, 28th start for starting to show form. And then Brandon Chambly went and ran his damn mouth. And we know Kep loves that. That only made me solidify. I'm taking him at 18 to 1. I got $5 on Jason Day at 40 to 1. He's finished in the top 30 and nine of his last 10 starts here. The one time he didn't, he withdrew. He finished fifth last year and has two top 10s in his last four trips to Augusta. And he finished seventh last week at the Houston Open. Uh, i talked about Adam Scott. I got him at 45 to 1 for $5. 10 straight cuts made four top tens. He's got to win. He's bombing the driver. Now I don't know if you saw his numbers. He led the field and driving distance last week, Alan 328 yards. Uh, if he can make some putts, I think Adam Scott has got a great chance of winning this tournament. Ricky Fowler given $5. I'm doing it. 66 to one, five of his last six starts here. He's finishing the top 12. Um, uh, it's 2020. Why the hell not? Um, Kevin Kisner at 100-1. I'm putting $5 on. He's gotten better each time he plays here and his four stops. He's not missed a cut. Back-to-back top 30s. Kisner has four top 25s in his last six starts on the tour since it's resumed. Kisner's a gamer. He's one of those guys that I also like him if you want to put him in DraftKings, top 20 plays. And then my long shot is Matt Kuchar. I'm putting $5 on him at 125-1. He's just automatic at this event again. In his last ten starts, he has nine top thirties, four top tens, three top fives. Kuchar can get around this course blindfolded.
0: Yeah, um, that's a lot. <laughs> the, um, I'm gonna
1: have to You told at... me to take your shot. I sent you. Nah, no, the list. I, know.
0: I know, I know. It's it's just when you when you read it off, it's, it's a lot. <laughs>
1: that's why but I no, texted tape, bro. I you think I think
0: I know. I got I got the text. I think it's uh, I think it's allocated right as far as like how you spread yourself out in this tournament. Um it's and for people probably like, damn, that was rude. I'm not trying to be rude. It's a lot. Like and, and, and it's a it's a major and it's the major. That's the thing. Like there's so many different be- it's basically the golfing version of the Super Bowl when it comes to betting as far as um, the type of props that you get. Like, when we went over the Super Bowl on our podcast last year, there I were some ridiculous props. Yes. And in this, there's so many ridiculous props and so many different ways that you can go. Um, I just recommend and, and try to tell people, like, when you do the winners, again, pick, pick a limit to how low you want to go. And, and you did. And then... Keep an eye on the board because there's just there's just no excuse for you not to be watching the Masters. Basically, uh, I mean it's the only thing on TV during the day anyway. We've all got the ability to stream with our devices. I mean most of us work jobs where we're in an office or somewhere where we can we can at least put it on in the background. So stay up to date. If your bets don't play out, hedge.
1: That's just what I did. I'm mean going to tell you it. instead of doubling my normal bet, I just went about. more than what I normally do. And then the rest of it, I'm going to say, if, you know, if I'm having a bad, a bad start to it by Friday, start looking at them live bets.
0: Yeah. There's, there's going to be plenty of opportunity to hedge. Um, there'll be plenty of opportunity for, um, round matchups again, that we were talking about. If you got guys that, that, um, are playing better than you expected. Um, and, and they're, they're getting a a soft matchup for the round. Take it, you know? Um, I my strategy for for hedging is typically looking for who's in form and, and building momentum not necessarily just jumping on the person because they shot 11 under for a round but but looking at how they went about hitting that 11 under did they get most of their did they get most of their uh, their score on the front nine or did they get most of their score on the back nine and then on the next day how does that work like is he starting on the front nine this day on the back nine um typically there's weather variables involved which we don't have that this week as far as wind and things like that but but you have to stay up to date and current if you're going to do hedge betting uh during the tournament and i think this is a, a tournament where you're going to want to hedge bet last year when we had tiger woods we we stuck to our guns on tiger but i i do believe that um i went back and hedge with uh molinari yeah. or I can't remember which one it was, but we, we did take a hedge on on the final grouping just in case. And thankfully it, it didn't have to play out that way. But you never want to oh, we were nervous wanna, until twelve, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say you never want to limit your options uh by any chance. And and again, value for prop bets, we're looking at the um we're looking at the the high end guys. And then Matt Kuchar, I think, should be a premium for prop bets because of his course history and the odds you're going to get with him.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And there's all kinds of information you can get out there. Uh, One thing, too, I wanted to mention is Rory is actually starting on the back nine on Thursday. If you look at it, Rory struggles on the front. He's four under Uh, over his last six I think tournaments there on the front side he's like 17 under on the back that could give him an opportunity to get off to a fast start who knows maybe that's you know something that could play into it those are the kind of things you should just look into yeah and his
0: grouping is interesting too in the beginning um I forgot but I think he's with a couple other big names um I I'm gonna have I'm gonna have an eye on Roy, a curious eye on Roy. I wanna see what he does. If he if he can if he can pull it together and win by all means I'd be happy for him, but I, I just don't believe in it.
1: I just think it would be fitting that if he, you know, c- completed the career grand slam. Uh because I mean it's it's I hate to agree with it, but what Randall Chamblee basically was saying that was kind of a dig at Kepka is that Kepka got all those majors in a short period on golf courses that were wide open, you know, he just doesn't have quite the, the complete game that Rory does. Cause if you look at the tracks, Rory's won at, they've been all different kinds. You know, he has a great track record at Augusta. And it is, it is, it's honestly surprising that Rory is now getting to what 10, 11 starts at Augusta. And honestly, is not one because it's a course that should set up really well for him. And, I wanted to
0: bring up Brooks one more time. Did you say, like, so y- did you watch last week? Yes. Is he healthy? Yes. Okay. And that's
1: All what right. he Is said he... in the interview. He played well over the weekend. Uh, he had an interview that it either came out Sunday or Monday. And, I mean, or no, excuse me, it was Monday because it was, it was press briefing at Augusta. And it was really interesting to see. It, he was very candid that, like, look, uh, I didn't take this this knee issue seriously. That's why I ended up having two procedures. uh, And he has basically said, i am gotten back to where I'm working my ass off in the gym. I'm working my ass off in rehab and I'm working my ass off in the game. And I'm ready to kind of take my place back. And if you want to say it's an injury, it could be a fair thing. And that may be, you know, kind of why Kepka hasn't been Kepka for the last year and a half.
0: Well, I could tell uh, it was something in lower body because his control was just all over the place. Um, And that's kind of upsetting, but it does make sense because he is a a cocky bastard, so it makes sense that he wouldn't take it that soon.
1: And again, as as I said to to kind of start it, Kepka is 57 under par uh, in the majors the last four, I think it's four or five seasons, or excuse me, 73 under uh, in the majors since 2016. The next guy is Dustin Johnson at 14 under, and to me at 18 to one, and of course, he just finished second here last year. I, I like those odds.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it changes my perspective then if if he's, if he's saying he's healthy, um, I'll have to go back and, and take a deeper dive into that. Um, I wouldn't count him out. Like I said, because from a competitive standpoint, especially if he's in the thick of things, hitting into Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I I'd really do appreciate
1: Randall Shambly making that comment because that's the kind of thing I can just I can see Kepka just steaming over it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting, and and these alpha male athletes, man, you don't want to wake them up if, if you don't have to, and and um we know that he's the type to really get extra motivated about anything, so um should be a good tournament to it, man, and and um good luck on your bets and and everybody else's is playing. DraftKings got crazy tournaments out there. I know people are doing pools. Yeah, people are doing pools. I need to get my stuff together for a pool. So um
1: yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to be back in golf. Me too, man. It's great to talk to you Alan. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Take care.